that's terrible fix the audio should be good should be good sorry i had to re-add my face cam the show stinks and that's what i'm gonna start with guys this show is terrible um it's always uh it's always bad my i'm gonna be honest with you guys my production team it's bad i have a terrible production team uh they're terrible and uh i'm probably gonna fire him to be honest with you they're terrible but yeah as you can tell i regret to inform you you guys are stuck with me tonight it's just me by myself so we'll be uh we a little bit more interactive with chat i wonder what the i wonder what the single podcast listener thought about that i'll have to ask him i wonder i wonder what he thought about that uh that audio it probably freaked him out um next week i don't know if you guys <laughs> the podcast listener is freaking out right now true so yeah, I will be just a little bit more interactive uh, than last week with chat with you guys. Um, thanks for everyone so much for being here and being part of chat. Uh, a couple small announcements to make. Uh, first off, dude, last week with Big Fry, how was that? That was awesome. So that was really cool. Special thank you to uh, to Big Fry. That was super, super cool. If you guys see up on the ticker, there is a new membership tier. Uh, shout out sad balls for this one. Um, there's a new membership tier uh, for only 99 cents um, a month instead of $5 because let's face it guys, I already showed you how shitty this show can be. Uh, so yeah, it's a lot cheaper, much, much cheaper. Uh, so 99 cents if you wanna become a member. If not, I totally get it. No worries at all. Honestly guys, out there with the economy right now, I feel like times are tough. Money's hard to come by out there so yeah no worries yeah thank you guys for the likes i super super appreciate that man yeah we're gonna have a damn day today as you guys can see over on the top right we are going to talk about patch 0.4.1 for a little bit for battlefield 2042 um i thought it was interesting the kotaku article that came out uh talking about uh ea pursuing a sale as well as we got a lot of warzone 2 information over the last couple weeks and especially this last week quite a bit. I don't know if you guys saw um, on my channel that I actually uh, built a Warzone 2 map based on Tom Anderson's article. Uh, talked to Tom a little bit. Looks like I was off in a few areas, um, but we can definitely take a look at that and more or less use it as kind of a visual guide and talk about uh, a lot of the stuff that's coming to the game as far as mechanics because it sounds like warzone is going to change a lot in my opinion for the better but it's going to be really interesting to see um how the uh the casual cod community takes some of these changes because i think they're adding quite a bit of depth and several mechanics uh to the game um then we're going to talk a little bit about the arma controversy um i like to take things when i see stuff that pre presents you know both sides and this is one of those that is a really, really divisive topic and an interesting way to look at stuff. And honestly, um, with a lot of us rooting for indie developers and indie games in the future, it really could shape how indie studios do business going forward. Um, so I, I think it's really important to talk about that. And then the World War III stress test, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on um, with uh, with that, some some bad and good news with World War III. There's actually quite a bit to talk about. I wanted to make a, a standalone video about it, but I didn't get to it. Um, yeah. What's up, David? Leo, how's it going? H HCX or HXC? What's going on? I think that's working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to see you guys. Rick, what's up, man? Thanks everyone for being here. Heck yeah. So let's, uh, oh one more awesome announcement i just confirmed before i went live 
I don't know if you saw it up on the ticker, the toxic ticker above us. By the way, Buffalo Trace Distillery, your logo would look pretty good right there if you want to sponsor the ticker. I'm just saying, the first, the first gaming channel to be sponsored by bourbon, I mean, somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. I, I, would, I would take that for the team, to be honest with you. The best gamer fuel out there, bourbon. I'm going to get canceled. Okay, so what I did want to announce is, um, yeah, the new member tier, live, 99 cents, a much more reasonable price for this shitty channel. And then also, next week, I did confirm, it just popped up on the ticker, uh, Buff Nerd Gaming is coming on next week. I just confirmed with him. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with him, this is his channel. Um, over on YouTube, so check that out if you guys want a little bit of a, a primer on what we're going to be talking about next week. Um, he uh, does a really good job and brings a lot of news and stuff about different games, and uh, I'm excited to talk to him because uh, he, I, he, I feel like from watching his videos, we'll see when he comes on next week, um, that that he's a lot like me. He likes to play a couple different games. Um, so yeah, he's going to be on next week, a week from today, Buffner Gaming live in studio you guys i don't have a studio one day maybe can you imagine dude wow what if i had what if i had a studio with like a desk with stuff all over it and i could oh man be wild um so yeah the first thing i wanted to talk about and it's probably i'm gonna be honest with you uh just like the influx of players to battlefield 2042 this is gonna be brief <laughs> so uh let's switch the scene over here get my production team off their ass get it together guys um so yeah patch 0.4.1 again why do you call it that crash because we're not to 1.0 yet it says it right there um they fixed a lot of things um aim assist i'm still seeing feels weird again this is just minor bug fixes and things like that they did the the good things they did here was that they nerfed some of the really annoying uh, specialists and operators that shouldn't be in the game in the first place. Um, so I guess that's good. Um, what I did want to talk about though is now I've had I've had stuttering and problems playing on PC like the entire time, like the whole time I've had issues with this, and um, this was made it worse for like everybody. Sad balls, welcome to the membership. Enjoy your cigar badge that's a nice little cigar badge and it makes me want a cigar one day guys the first purchase we make for the channel we're gonna get we're gonna get a uh cigar purifier in this room so we can have some big some big fat stogies while we talk about video games it's gonna be great one day i have a lot of dreams yeah so anyway but as you guys know when this update came out i i just don't understand how this stuff happens i don't get it um it <laughs> It came out with a lot of micro stutters and made it incredibly unplayable. Uh, you guys can see over here on the Steam charts like what actually happened when the update. And honestly, since this update, it's kind of interesting. It really hasn't recovered, um, honestly. So yeah, Leo Buffner has a lot of his uh, goat of content, dude. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to him. Um, so yeah, it dipped. It didn't really come back after they fixed it. And I just, I just wonder what they do over there. Uh, for for QA, do they QA test this stuff? Because everyone I talked to, uh, me included, almost everyone had this hitching and uh, issue with it stuttering and stuff like that. And I just wonder how they test some of this stuff. I don't understand how it happens. I don't feel, 
I feel like other games have issues kind of like this triple in the triple A space, but just not every single time. I feel yeah, Justin, next week. Um, I feel like I <laughs> every I don't know if you guys feel this too, but I seem like every time there's gonna be a battlefield update, my head instantly goes to what are they gonna break next? Like what what's gonna be what are they gonna break next? And so I guess we're the future of, and it happens every time something breaks, but the, this time credit where it's due, they fixed it really fast, um, which was good because it was definitely unplayable. And uh, as far as the future of Battlefield 2042, um, I think a big turning point up or down is going to be next month. They did say that June is going to be season one. I'm hoping for a lot of content. I'm hoping for specialist rework. Um, they told us, they told us, uh, well, it's been, we're closing in on two months ago. They said in a couple weeks, we'd start the specialist feedback loop and they just uh, didn't do it. They didn't come out with the specialist feedback loop uh, like they did. I don't understand. So here's my thing. If something happens where you can't get something done that you said is coming, Tell us, tell us why, and we'll move on. The whole, it's coming in two weeks and then radio silence is incredibly unprofessional. I don't ever see that like anywhere else. I don't, I don't understand like how we get to that all the time, um, that there's no specialist feedback on this game. And season one, as you guys know, as we talked about before, it has to be insane. Um, it has to be really good. Um, I feel like one map and like a specialist and five weapons and a battle pass isn't gonna cover it. I think we need several maps with the promised map reworks. Um, those are gonna be interesting to see what they change there. And then um, I feel like they're gonna do something cheeky with Portal. Uh, this is total, total speculation and uh, coming up with it out of my butt. But I feel like if they did something like a Metro or Locker or, or something like that, that they're gonna be that's kind of a a cheap way to cash in on nostalgia and get a lot of people back. I feel like with the changes that didn't go over so well with Battlefield 2042, that they they caused a massive, massive sentiment of nostalgia across the Battlefield community for that old stuff. And I think they could really cash in on that with Portal. Um, I mean, you can't tell me that that bringing stuff like Locker and those those iconic maps like that uh, Metro and stuff would it would it at least get people to check it out again? Um, I really think that's something um, that that they're gonna do. It makes it just makes sense to me. Um, I feel like that's just a cheap cheap way to get everybody to come back. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much all that we have to talk about with uh, Battlefield 2042. Again, not a lot going on. Uh, they did say early June uh, for season one. So we should, I mean, that's, and then it's kind of crazy to think about that in, in the next two weeks, we're gonna get something. We have to get something from, from, uh, from them on, on season one. Um, I, apparently the specialist feedback loop is just not gonna be a thing and they're gonna go right into season one. So we'll definitely see how that goes. The next thing I wanted to talk about that I thought was interesting, this might be a little bit shorter of an episode this week, guys, since I'm by myself, but I just have a few things to talk about. Um, EA, according to Kotaku, um, is pursuing a sale. So um, I thought this was really interesting. You guys know, I mean, we all know, we've all talked about like, uh, 
all the mergers and things that have been going on uh, with uh, Activision and Microsoft and um, yeah, just all those big mergers that have been happening lately. Um, one of them that I've been wondering about is, and we, we've talked about it a little bit on this channel before, is what's gonna happen with EA. And so if we look at this article, it's not, it's not quite as simple as EA just wants to sell. Um, there's there's a couple nuances in here that I think are are pretty interesting, and it kind of it kind of gives some uh, some motives as to why they're doing what they're doing. So here is the article you guys can see. Um, if I zoom in on it, you can see a little bit better. But I highlighted some of the stuff. Um, essentially, it says and again, guys, this is an article from Kotaku. So yeah, there's that. Um, so yeah, the video game market is consolidating like never before. Don't know if that's good or bad. Um, the Battlefield and FIFA maker, interesting, didn't say Apex here. Maker uh, recently pursued a merger with NBC Universal and also held potential acquisition talks with Disney, Apple, and other companies, according to a new report by Puck. And so you can check out that report. I think you have. To, I think that one's behind a paywall. Um, but essentially, what I thought was interesting. So, like the Activision Blizzard one was with Microsoft, which is another another entity in the gaming space right um this one seems like ea is pursuing media companies so they talked as we'll see disney apple and amazon sources with knowledge of those talks told me um and then several sources familiar with these talks say ea has been persistent on pursuing a sale and has only grown more emboldened in the wake of microsoft activision deal others say that ea is primarily interested in a merger arrangement here you go that would allow wilson to remain as ceo of the combined company so it's almost sounds like a takeover kind of of a combined company um and, and and it's interesting i don't know why they're going after like uh media companies these are like media and entertainment companies again disney apple nbc universal i guess i mean apple's not really in the gaming space i think they're talking about like you know apple tv and stuff like that um, but it was apparently a deal with NBC Universal that got the farthest along. So like EA combining with NBC and Universal Studios, like I don't know if that's because they want to try to take some of the IPs uh, on screen to TV and make like series and stuff about it or or what. Like I don't, and then just, I, I might be missing something here. Again, um, I'm, I'm just a, a dumb hick that lives out in the middle of nowhere and plays video games but i don't understand when it says uh others say e ea is primarily interested in a merger arrangement that would allow wilson to remain as ceo of the combined company so a merger really isn't a buyout it's more of a mutual uh consolidation of assets and then wilson would be in charge of it so i can't i can't see like nbc universal saying yeah you can just you can you can come in here and Go ahead and we'll merge and then you can you can be in charge of everything that doesn't seem like something they would want to do um but i have noticed and i think it mentions it in here i'm not sure um yeah yeah i highlighted it in an earnings call in february andrew wilson implied the company was focused on making acquisitions rather than being acquired so that would go more along the lines of of like the merger the merger side of things uh, buyers report that Wilson approached Disney as recently as March, so just a couple months ago, in pursuit of what sources described as a more meaningful relationship than licensing deals. So, as you guys know, the Star Wars and stuff like that. Um, yeah, really interesting. There's a lot of just stuff and jargon and the rest of it. 
Um, but yeah, I kind of want to know what you guys think of that. I, I, I don't know what that would look like. Honestly, um, in their in their uh, statements and stuff that that EA has put out in their uh, earnings calls, they talk about how they're kind of beating stuff. The bookings are doing well. They're beating their uh, projections, and uh, seems to always be uh, sunshine and roses during those. I know that's how they frame things, and they kind of work the statistics into that <laughs> into that narrative. Um, so yeah, it sounds like more of a merge if you read this article out than than you know, wanting to get, wanting to sell out. Um, Cause then you're kind of, you know, giving up your company to someone else being in charge and the merge is not necessarily like that. So it sounds like they want to get bigger. And again, I don't know what this would do for the game. You know, I, I think a lot of us uh, just, just how, uh, just how we want to, uh, we want good games, you know? And I, I don't know what effect this plays on it. I think a lot of these mergers with these larger companies, we're really going to see how it plays out with Blizzard and, and Activision. But it's all they don't change them very much, right? Like this, the same studios are going to be working on the same games. Respawn's probably still going to work on Apex. Dice is going to probably work on Battlefield um, and stuff like that. So they're going to keep. They're going to have their same like criteria and stuff. Work on Need for Speed. I doubt a lot will change. Honestly, it might come down to some of the bigger problems we have with these games, and that is the 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 financial practices and you know how they generate revenue and microtransactions so it's gonna it's gonna be interesting and uh, leo has a really good point like how the way microsoft let paramount create the halo tv series we could talk about the halo tv series i actually just finished it yesterday um like yeah that's really the only thing i could see is like if you had a, a giant video game studio like electronic arts partner with one of these large media outlets then you would only assume that they would be taking some of their ips that is their end goal, right? To take some of their IPs and move into that streaming space, similar to what Paramount did uh, with the Halo series. I don't know what you guys thought of the Halo series. Um, I definitely had mixed reviews, mixed feelings, I would say on it. Um, they had, I feel like maybe five to 8% of it was like what I was excited about. Like the first episode where they had all the fighting, was really cool like when the spartans first dropped in you got i got amped man you could see like all the warhogs and stuff flying around it felt like halo and then it was like again like episode five or six where they had the the big battle again and then the last episode where they went to the covenant planet and the brute was there and and all that stuff i thought was was super awesome um other than that the rest of it was just weird man like it didn't feel like Halo. Like I said, like the other 92%, this is just my opinion again, guys. So whatever, a lot of people like it. I feel like, I feel like if it was a standalone, if it was just a standalone sci-fi story, I would have thought it was pretty good. It just like the 92% of like the character development and the weird relationships and stuff didn't feel like Halo to me. I just, man, I just kind of wanted, I just kind of wanted some some brainless action. I thought the fight scenes were super super cool how they kind of merged real life with like the video game and they did like the first person view on the on the finale and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I was going to rechat here and see what you guys think about it. Master Chief was not the Master Chief on yeah. He didn't feel very Master Chiefy. The Quantum storyline was completely stupid. The Master Chief stuff was better off yeah the Quan ha thing never really saw it never saw like a conclusion did it like after episode like five or whatever 
she was just gone anyway i don't want to get into too many spoilers i'm sorry i didn't say spoilers before cancel me um but yeah i wasn't very impressed with it there's some weird stuff in there again like i thought the story was cool and stuff it just like i said 90 to 92 percent of it didn't feel it didn't feel like halo to me um but there were some cool the cool stuff that's true seth that's that's a good way to put it too um, they do, they definitely do need character development, um, but I thought they could have I thought they could have played more like into the conflicts and focused a little bit more on the action. Like I get it, you still have to have character development and stuff like that, but like I don't know, maybe I'm just being dumb. Um, let's see. Yeah, I think that's it. All I want to talk about with the EA pursuing the sale, and it sounds again, it sounds more like a merger. That to me sounds like something that it sounds like they're in talks with, but with stuff that's gonna be like that that massive of a uh, that massive of a, a a merger or business acquisition is gonna take a lot of time. I, I think it'll be even if something goes through soon, it'll be several years before we would see anything different on our end uh, when in regards to games and how they're gonna play out and stuff like that. So let's talk a little bit about the Warzone 2 information that came out recently. Um, I'm gonna do a crappy plug for my crappy video. Um, yeah, so I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, I did a video where I talked about um, the Warzone 2 map. So essentially, this came from an article from Tom Henderson in Xputer, uh, where he, he, and also a drawing where he had bourbon, and then um, also a drawing from Modern Warfare 2 Ghost that showed the overall layout of the map. So this is my mock-up, you can see on screen, of what I thought the Warzone 2 map could look like. And honestly, you guys might recognize that map. That is actually, excuse me, that is actually um, the Call of Duty mobile map isolated so that's the cod mobile map modern warfare 2 ghost posted a mock-up of the actual warzone 2 map that he's seen and it matched up with this really closely in regards to uh the river and also the lake above observatory so i thought this would make a really good visual aid to take tom henderson's stuff that he talked about with the pois and make uh make a uh, a map out of it because he listed all the POIs, and essentially what it sounds like, um, in a nutshell is that so you see quarry caves, modern city, mountain town, and airport are all gonna have aspects of like uh, modern warfare maps, remastered maps, fan favorite maps built into them, and how he said it in the article was it's gonna be recognizable, but they were reworked to fit into the map better, and these are kind of the areas. Um, that he talked about um, So quarry is the quarry map for modern warfare 2 caves is afghan uh, The modern city was high-rise the mountain town was favela favela favela. I don't know how to say that It's a map in rainbow six too, and I say it different every time if you're uh, If you play both sides of the fence, you're always gonna come out on the winning team Always sunny in Philadelphia, Max said that. Um, airport is uh, gonna be terminal, and he said there could be other maps, but he didn't know if and where. So then at the top, uh, we have Oasis, Oil Field, and he, I, I, Tom D, or I DM Tom to see how close I was, and he said I had some of them off. So this obviously isn't exactly, or probably even that close to what it's gonna look like. Um, I tried. 
the way he said it was sweeping from uh, top left to lower right. So sweeping, I was just putting them in kind of diagonally across the screen as he had them lifted. Uh, we see Oasis, Oilfield, the Dam, uh, War Torn, uh, Sierra Observatory, Marshes, Graveyard, Old Town Fort, and then over in the beach area, I put Harbor, Shipwreck, and Fish Town. So, yeah, I hope it's not copy-paste BS either, but honestly, um, this being from COD Mobile, like the river and pond lined up almost perfectly. Let me see it. Let me see if I can pull that up really quick and uh, see what you guys think um, of that. Um, two. Yeah, I want to show you for those of you guys that are here what I was talking about. Yeah, M2 OG Ghost. Scroll down. I should have clicked media. But yeah, so he did. Yeah, here's the mock up that he did. So you guys can see that. See the river running through here and the pond here. And then you click to the one I made. And it's like the river here and the pond here. Like it's like straight up. Uh, so that's why I thought it was really good. And then also some of the leaks said there were several biomes on the map. Again, this Call of Duty mobile map isolated also has snow. Uh, desert, uh, like a muddy looking peninsula, like everything across there. So, so yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, how it kind of lined up. And then you guys can see where I sprinkled across the strongholds and we'll talk a little bit about strongholds and see what you guys think of that. Um, but they are like, uh, I feel like they could be dynamic, um, kind of like buy stations were. Um, they could be dynamic across the map. So that's why they, I feel like those could move around. But essentially, what's, and this is what I alluded to earlier about them adding depth and mechanics. It's gonna be weird to see, gonna be weird to see how it plays out, to be honest with you. Um, because traditionally, why I, I'm gonna, I'll say it. I mean, I like going into Call of Duty sometimes because I don't have to think as much and I can drink a lot more bourbon sometimes. Um, there's not a lot of in-depth mechanics. I'm not saying there's not a skill gap because there definitely is movement and aim and stuff like that. Like there's, there's freak Call of Duty players out there. Trust me, when you skill-based matchmaking, you'll run into them. Um, the, adding some, some depth and stuff like that, I don't know how the community is going to take it. So take it. So essentially what strongholds are, there's spots on the map. You can decide if you want to take them on or not. It sounds like they're going to be guarded by AI. Um, this sounds like it also fits right into the DMZ, uh, their, their extraction Royale type game mode, um, where you can go in and do different objectives, fight AI. And when you complete them, you can get, re uh, rewarded with pro perks, um, your loadout and stuff like that. Again, it's probably going to cause a lot of noise. Other people nearby are going to know they might try to third party, kill you on your loadout, stuff like that. So there's going to be, um, some risk and reward to that for sure. And then the other things they talked about was, uh, that they're going to add vests. So like blackout had where you have a vest that holds different number of plates. I personally am not a big fan of that. Um, I, one of the, the plate system that's currently in uh, Warzone, I think is really nice because you know, when people have full plates, you kind of know what you're up against, right? Like, you know, how many shots it's going to take. If you get used to a gun, like, you know, how many shots to kill it's going to be. Uh, with the different armor types, this happens in, you know, PUBG, it was in Firestorm, which I can talk about a little bit too. I think some of this is ironic that it was already in Firestorm and everyone hated Firestorm. Um, I liked it. Uh, but having different types of armor, armor was really weird in Blackout. And a lot of this feels Blackout-like, you know, from, from uh, 
from those days from Treyarch because you have they they had a bunch of different Black Ops maps stitched stitched together on the on the map and we're seeing that again if the rumors are indeed true this is all alleged and potential information um but yeah so it feels blackout like and then with the with the armor I just remember somebody with class 3 armor man in blackout dude it oh my gosh it took so many bullets and then that but but that mechanic sounds really similar to what they did in firestorm right like firestorm had uh you could pick up a vest that could hold well you started with able to hold one and then you could pick up a two or three plate vest and put the plates in and give yourself 50 health each time which it sounds like what they're going to do here there's also going to be a backpack system similar to tarkov where it takes up slots um we know that in PUBG it's just overall gross weight um tarkov you gotta play tetris that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out on a controller. I haven't heard people talking about that. And I'm wondering if some of these rumors and leaks and things that the insiders have seen aren't exclusive to DMZ. I could see more stuff like the vest, the inventory, the strongholds with the AI making a lot more sense in an extraction type game mode. So that's something I'm going to look, I'm going to have to look at to see. I'm with your thoughts. I agree. Um, I'm gonna have to see how that plays out because I could see that being the case. I don't know, especially where they try to go the competitive mode with Warzone quite a lot. It's gonna be interesting to have AI and stuff in a competitive mode. They have all those Warzone tournaments. I guess they can probably be disabled in customs. That's I'm not sure of that, but I'm just saying. And then um, trying to think what else they had. Pro perks are coming back. The gunsmith is coming coming back so that'll play a part um but yeah a lot of those mechanics people hated from from firestorm and they put them in cod and it's all i just remember how upset people got that when you killed somebody in firestorm all their loot just popped out in a circle around their body and that happens in warzone and no one says anything about it i just remember <laughs> i don't get it man I really wish Firestorm would have got some love. They would have upped the player count or shrunk the circle so that it wasn't so boring in the middle. That map was gorgeous and ran really well. Um, so yeah, and what Leo is saying where Raven, or excuse me, Thoughts is saying with Raven uh, kind of killed Warzone. Honestly, I think this is setting the stage for a massive, no pun intended, uh, resurgence when uh, Warzone 2 drops. I think people are getting a lot of nostalgia for Verdansk for that Modern Warfare vibe. I don't think I think people are are uh, are oh I think people are kind of over the World War 2 setting, right? I think people are clamoring for something new. That's why Call of Duty not having allegedly not having a release in 2023 is going to be really really interesting. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's gonna be weird. Hope to see how that plays out. Uh, what's up, uh, GT? What's this about the EA buyout I just joined? Um, you might have to watch it a little bit, but essentially EA is looking for more of a merger where Andrew Wilson is going to stay, stay in charge, and they're they're talking to essentially media outlets rather than other gaming entities. So it's kind of weird. But yeah, we covered it a little bit earlier. Um, so you can definitely check it out on the VOD um, if you're interested in that. Um, yeah uh bfe continues to be the underrated masterpiece dude i i really liked i felt like i was in the minority with that but i liked battlefield 5 it was one of the reasons i started doing youtube to cover battlefield 2042 because i liked battlefield 5 quite a bit yeah G yeah gt thanks for being here um 
So yeah, I think Warzone 2 and what I was talking about with it, it creating a lot of nostalgia, I think they could do a Verdansk event and get people super hyped. Um, Zlaner did a tweet today I saw while I was on the toilet. Uh, he said, how cool would it be to drop Superstore right now? And the tweet just went nuts. It's like, dude, if you bring back a, a Verdansk event to get people excited, if you bring that map back, people will absolutely go insane. And then the lead up to dropping off the new map, get people in that Modern Warfare headspace like Warzone's in a low key, like in a kind of a low point right now. People are tired of called there and not really liking it. The World War II vibe is off. I feel like that's just my opinion on that one. But you can't you can't say that the player numbers aren't down just from the feeling and the search search volume on YouTube and stuff like that. It's just it's setting up for for people to be ready, be ready for Warzone Two, be ready for Modern Warfare Two. Um, I think I think it's gonna be. It's going to be really big and i think raven's learned a lot i think raven is a really good studio and uh based on what they said i put more faith in them too because um i thought it was really cool what they did um if you guys remember a few months ago they actually got a lot of creators and news outlets together uh with the developers and the developers said hey guys we messed up when we made this game we didn't expect to add other games weapons into it it wasn't built that way so now that they know a little bit about how big Warzone is and could potentially be, they're building it from the ground up to handle expansions and stuff like that a lot better. But I, I thought it was really cool for them to admit mistakes. I think they've learned a lot. Uh, Warzone 3 Reloaded is coming up Wednesday this week. They're making a lot of changes and adding the Serpentine perk where if you're sprinting, you take less damage. Um, that bums me out because I think you're essentially killing snipers and as a mouse and keyboard player. That's one of the strong points I have is being a good sniper compared to controller players and up close. I get pooped on sometimes. Anyway, I could go on about that. But yeah, I think Call of Duty is uh, is doing a real good job. Warzone 2 could be really big. Uh, DMZ is still a wild card for me. Um, a lot of these things I talk about, and we've seen this with other games in, in Battlefield 2042 and, and, and not even like a, not even in a bad way, to be honest with you um but some of these things just don't come true when they're leaks and it happened with battlefield 5 it's happened with battlefield 2042 that i'm familiar with and sometimes some of this stuff they just they don't they're not putting in there right like it's stuff that they're talking about it's stuff that's in development and it can get scrapped at any time so i think some of this stuff could fall into that category because i feel like some of this stuff is getting a little bit complicated to play on controller honestly like um i remember playing uh i remember playing PUBG on Xbox when it came out on console. It was the first time I played PUBG and I was super excited and then just like learning how to move stuff around in that inventory. But then if you think it's a square slot system, just like it is in uh, in Tarkov, like are you gonna have to like rotate stuff and move it around into the blocks and stuff like that? And if, if you're trying to fit stuff in your backpack, fit like another vest or something to take your buddy and then you wanna haul a third gun around and maybe some ammo or something, and you're trying to fit that with the fast movement speed of Call of Duty where someone can be on you like quickly, man, I don't know how that's gonna play out. Like that, I don't think that would make very fun gameplay. If you're using a controller, trying to fit this stuff in your backpack and then a team rolls up on you, like I don't understand like how that would play out. I think that would be pretty rough. So I feel like a lot of these rumors are stuff that or some of these rumors could be in the works and not come true because they don't fit the vision of call of duty with me again dmz is going to be really interesting to see how they can keep it uh accessible which is what call of duty is known for holy shit what's up big fry how's it going man i spent i spent the first part of the show 
saying how awesome was it to have big fry last week man i super super appreciate you dude that was that was a ton of fun man um yeah this this week's show where it's just me way shittier way shittier but yeah dude thank you so much for last week man it was awesome and thank you so much for taking the time to pop in and say hey i appreciate it a lot shout out big fry appreciate you man it was a ton of fun um so yeah with warzone 2 i'm trying to think i'm trying to think uh i'm trying to think if there's anything else i just think that backpack system with the controller and the fast movement speed sounds sounds extremely scary um yeah and guys thank you for the comments in the chat they're awesome uh if i even i'm reading all of them even if i don't uh address them in the show and stuff i want to i want to look out for our single podcast listener all right i because he, he he or she can't read these so i want to i want to make sure that we we keep the audio recording fluent for the uh for the podcast listener um oh, i love it here um so yeah anyway that's my mock-up that's my mock-up for the warzone 2 map um did a video about it if you guys want to check it out it is on this channel i think yeah it's the most recent video i did on the channel um so yeah a lot more elements from black black uh blackout and uh stuff like that thought says PUBG has the best gunplay at any fps um it's good it's good i would i would almost say insurgency but that's a good question that's a good question what's the best gunplay that'd be it's a good question PUBG, PUBG weirded me out because sometimes I don't understand the ballistics in that didn't make any sense to me. The ballistics made zero sense to me in PUBG. The gunplay was, I will say, I would say the gunplay is satisfying. Like getting kills, controlling the recoil and stuff like that. Hey, no barking. Uh, I don't know if you can hear the barking with RTX. I don't know. Shout out NVIDIA. Um, it felt rewarding, but sometimes it also left me scratching my head. Uh, squad, as Big Fry says, is another really good one. Uh, squad's good. And World War Three is actually pretty good. Yeah, World War Three feels okay. I would say that. But yeah, I think uh, from the ones I've played, Insurgency and Squad feel good. If you want to go, um, you want to get really controversial right now? You guys want to get crazy? You want to get wild? I'll tell you. For arcade like movement and gunplay oh this is gonna be bad you guys are all gonna leave them to get canceled but it is what it is uh i like battlefield 5 mainly because of the movement i really like the battlefield 5 movement um the sliding the sliding okay the sliding was like good because it was a way to move to get to cover but it wasn't a way to traverse the map right there was a cooldown so you couldn't spam it same with crouching same with leaning the leaning was like almost perfect it was a perfect amount you could use it for cover but it had a cooldown on it so it didn't pull a rainbow six right we don't have a rainbow six situation it had a cooldown so you couldn't really jiggle peek i love the movement of battlefield 5 the gunplay was close it was close the the random recoil is just like a little tiny like you get like you get like a sunday you get like a hot fudge sunday right it's got a cherry on top you're excited and you get like halfway through it and then like a fly comes and lands in your sunday and that's that's the random recoil in battlefield 5 like you were so close like what why is this here why is this here 
Damn it. Big Fry says 2019 Modern Warfare had the best all around gunplay, movement, and feeling for arcade style. Yeah. It was really good. The slot. <laughs> The slide canceling? Did the slide canceling? Was that a thing back then? I don't know why slide canceling. This is this. You guys want to talk about boomer mentality? I'll I'll talk about the boomer mentality, and that's slide canceling irritates me. But as as a form of moving across the map, just get rid of tax sprint, man. I, I'm not a huge fan of tax sprint. Like having to reset it. But yeah, <laughs> what's up, Justin? The podcast guys. We have another very special person in chat today. Justin, the podcast listener, is in chat. There he is, dude. There he is, dude. What's up, man? <laughs> That's awesome. That's right, Clark. You got to have that dog mentality. We're looking for people with dog mentality. Yeah, David. That's why I call it the boomer mentality. Also, so like, I have like, like sausage fingers. So this is my phone. This is a Samsung Galaxy S21 Plus. So it's like a bigger phone. Like look how big my hand is. So like I have giant ass sausage fingers and like trying to do that stuff and like jiggle peek and rainbow six on a keyboard. It, it, it makes me upset. Okay, from a fundamental standpoint. All right, it's hard for me to do on a tiny little keyboard. I need to find, you guys remember, you guys remember those jitterbug phones? They used to have commercials on the Weather Channel. Don't ask me why I was watching the Weather Channel. Uh, but like a jitterbug phone for old people with huge keys on it so they could see it. I need a keyboard. I need a keyboard with jitterbug keys for people that can't see real good. Dual purpose. I'm also getting old and my eyesight's going. It would be the perfect thing. Maybe someday. Someday, guys, the jitterbug phone, David, that's what I'm talking about. Someday, guys, we gotta do, we gotta get a company together for like geriatric and aging gamers. We're gonna make big keyboards that you can see the numbers. We gotta make glasses that can help your eyes see better. And I'm telling you, we gotta get boomer esports leagues going, guys. We gotta get Rainbow Six beer leagues for old men. We gotta get search and destroy tournaments for old people. It's gonna happen one day. It's gotta happen. As we get older, we gotta have a place to compete against people who also suffer from the illness of age. It'll happen one day. The Ra thought says the Razer Jitterbug Special Crash Edition keyboard. One day, guys. One day, guys. It's gonna happen. And anyway, to the point of slide canceling to put a put a put a final point on it. That's why I thought Battlefield Five was really good because. Um, the slide was was good and it, you honestly you didn't have to build up a ton of speed So like if if I came around a corner I got a kill Maybe there was a tank or too many enemies that I didn't think I could handle I could slide quickly reloading at the same time back behind cover It just felt like I didn't have one of those moments where sometimes in shooters with like clunky or slower movement That you your character doesn't do what you want it to do I felt like in Battlefield 5 I could move how I wanted to I didn't get that frustrating feeling um, but slide canceling, I mean, I can do it. I can slide cancel. If you guys watch the stream on Twitch, uh, where I play rebirth, um, I can slide cancel just fine. Um, it's just kind of exhausting. And I, I don't know. That's just boomer mentality. It's boomer mentality guys. I'm sorry. It's just how I am. So yeah, the next thing I wanted to talk about, and I kind of feel silly if big fry still is here. Cause this was, uh, from one of his videos. Uh, there's a little bit of controversy when it, <laughs> Clark, I hate to brag, but guys, I can, I can slide. 
I can slide really good. That is another really good point, Thoughts, where you said they thought they were building upon the Battlefield 5 gunplay. Um, actually, one of the movement engineers, guys, I'm getting hot. I'm getting excited, getting sweaty. I'm going to turn on my air conditioner. Please let me know if it's loud. It shouldn't be. The RTX should help it, but yeah, let me know. Um, one, of the, one of the engineers that actually worked on the movement in the game uh, for Battlefield 2042 said on Reddit that they are building on Battlefield 5 movement. And I don't know how you build upon Battle 5 movements. We didn't even talk about crouch sprinting, how that actually, it sounds silly on the surface, but I actually used it, like sneaking up on tanks and stuff, running through bushes and in little trenches and uh, and stuff like that. Seth said you can't hear it. Good. I don't think you'll be able to hear it. RTX does a decent job of taking it out. Um, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, that was weird. They said they were building upon it and they took out like crowd sprinting and leaning and a bunch of stuff like that. So I don't know how you build upon something by removing a lot of it first. That's uh, that's weird. The thing I wanted to talk about with the Arma controversy um, and what I mean by, I'll, I'll explain what I mean by that. And the, I just want to talk about the reason I want to play it. I haven't been a big Arma player. So if you guys want to talk about Arma, I'm not, I'm not really that well versed into it. Um, <laughs> why are you all sweaty? I've been watching Crash Games. Um, so yeah, why I wanted to talk about it is, um, it's a, it's a smaller studio and we've seen how sometimes like marketing and things can really, really spread, especially if they're successful and sometimes the new ones come along and, and I feel like this is a new one. And I know, I know a lot of you guys probably don't play Arma. There's a couple things. Um, there's a couple things that I think are significant, uh, when it comes to this. And why why it's worth talking about just a little bit um a couple things uh one of the things is that it's a it's a more indie hardcore game and, and it's 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 in console it made it to console um so i think that is is super super cool and i hope that's a trend that continues that's one of the trends and why i think it's significant that this is a more hardcore milsim game it's coming to console now i know i have heard and big fry mentioned in his videos that there are several uh hardcore arma fans that think that it could get more casualized by being on console and i, I think mainly this comes down to the controls right like there's a lot more there's just a lot more buttons on a keyboard and uh stuff like that but i think there is a large need as seth is saying in the chat um, that they need games like this to come to console. I hope more indie games, and I, I say indie loosely, non AAA games. This game still has like a publisher and stuff. I'm pretty sure with Bohemia. Um, but I just hope, I hope this trend continues of getting more hardcore shooters uh, to console. There's a there's a lot of people. Um, I think oh, ad getting YouTube Premium Crash. Just kidding me. Um, so yeah, that's the one thing that I think is good overall for the first person shooter community as a whole. I think that's a good idea. That's a good deal to get more of these games to console. I know games like world war three, a lot of people would love to have it. Um, yeah. And that's a really good point met Uh, console has mouse and keyboard compatibility. I know when we had get flanked on the show, uh, he talked about how that would be really cool. Uh, to get Tarkov on console, just make it to where you had to use mouse and keyboards. The, the developers can do that. Yeah, production. My production team sucks. Um, 
<laughs> Crash is doing in-video ads. Yeah, right. Think anybody would sponsor this disaster? Get real. Um, so yeah, the other notable point about the game that I wanted to talk to and why it could be weird if this takes off and why it's different is this game is essentially an early access build of the next game of Arma 4, right? So what they're doing is they're putting out the engine for the community to build the games. There's not, I don't know if there's any content, honestly. It, it pretty much relies wholly on the community building the experience building the maps like think think battlefield but if portal if portal came out and it was just like the custom part of portal there were no uh, official experiences or anything like that it was just like you had to build your own game that's essentially what this is and they're charging what some would consider a full price for it now that's why i think people are getting um it's ruffling a few feathers is is how the game still needs built like the experiences still need built there was a lot of work done there's a new engine upgrade assets and stuff like that um but but yeah it just it's interesting because it's a game that the community still needs to build maps and experiences and games and run servers and stuff on and then they still charge full price which i think is a little sketchy it's almost like it's almost like and i can see where it could be characterized like this right sometimes it gets characterized like we need more money to finish our game so we're going to put out what we have to get a little boost of money to maybe finish these things out on the plus side they're going to get a lot of feedback they're going to see how this engine works and it could and should make arma 4 better right um so so yeah i agree with you thoughts it should have been around 20 dollars um because yeah there's still a lot of work to be done before you can even enjoy it so I just think it's interesting and we're, we're going to see how successful it is. I just want to say this is something that for those of us that kind of follow the first person shooter industry a little bit, something we should keep our eye out because this is a model. As we know, other studios and publishers adopt these things if they work out. So it could be such a thing, you know, I mean, you start to see, you know, uh, a game like World War Three coming out. It only has a couple maps and, and they release a, like a 0.5 version and say, you know, this is 20 bucks and this is the precursor so we can take feedback on the next one. It's kind of interesting. It's a new way to kind of look at early access, right? Like that's that's why that's why I think it's interesting and something we should keep an eye on. I didn't want to talk about Arma too much, but um, I just kind of wanted to frame it. I just kind of wanted to frame it from that standpoint. That is something we should keep our eye on because it's a new monetization practice. And it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out for the community um, as well as developers because it is a new engine, but it's it's essentially kind of a stopgap title until Arma 4. And I'm, I'm not 100% sure, honestly, how I feel about that. So it's a little weird, but yeah. The next thing I wanted to talk about and the last thing on the list, guys, thank you so much for being here. I super, super appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, it means the world to me. It's so cool that there's like 23 people, 27 likes, people that want to hang out and uh, talk about video games with me. Super fucking awesome. Um, so what I want to talk about to end it up before we do a little bit of a chat Q&A session is um, <laughs> World War III uh, stress test. How did it go? <laughs> Survey says, shitty <laughs> and that makes me sad because again i've said many times um that i'm rooting for this game and i want it to do well 
And uh, here is what they said about it. The thing, I'm frustrated as we talked about, we talked about it a lot last week. Um, we talked about <laughs> how we're rooting for this game, but we're still seeing network issues that we were seeing back in 2018. 2018 is since they've been working on this game, or I mean, they probably worked on it before. That's when it released the first time. So they were working on it even prior to 2018. We're still seeing some of those issues. And I really think that this illustrates how big of a pain in the ass it is for, for net coding to work and to keep working. But anyway, this is what they said. World War III public stress tests are ended to help us squash bugs and pinpoint areas to improve. However, the game's performance over the week fell short of the standards we want to uphold. True. We apologize to all the players who expected a weekend of free online play and were left disappointed. This has happened to every stress test. Here's what we're doing to make it up to you. Login issues for new players have been fixed. The public stress test will be intended till May 25. So if you're watching this live or soon after it's been uploaded, you can still play the game on PC. 50% XP boost originally any today will be reactivated from May 24th to 25th after more maintenance. We know you hear it a lot, but we truly appreciate your patience as we continue to improve World War Three. Your playtime and feedback are invaluable to us. Thank you for playing. We hope you enjoy the extended public stress test. The World War Three team. So it'll be interesting to see how it's working now. Again, there's probably not going to be as many people on it because we're during the week. The weekend is over. Unfortunately, as we know, today was a Monday. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, guys. I... I'm just ready for one of these to work out. Uh, if you guys haven't seen Big Fry's video about World War III, it was awesome. He was on a, an insider session where they talked about um, the uh, the monetization practices, and they talked about um, several times how they're they they want to make sure it's not it's not uh, pay to win. So they wanted to make sure that uh, they wanted to make sure um, that the the cosmetics stay. Uh, or excuse me, the microtransaction you can buy stay mostly cosmetic. There are weapon blueprints you can buy, but to make it not pay to win, you can't customize them. The blueprints that you buy are what they are. You can't change uh, attachments and stuff on them until you get to the level that would normally unlock that gun anyway. Um, so just if you guys haven't seen his video, I uh, would definitely recommend checking it out because it, it, gave, it gave me a lot of hope. Honestly, it got me re... It got me re-excited about World War III because I've, as I've said in the past, if they do the monetization right, it will be the first game that's come out in a really long time to where I think that the, uh, the cosmetics and everything are going to be absolutely fucking on point. Uh, being able to customize your soldier uh, to, so um, it can feel like you're in the battle, dress, dress him or her how you want to, I think is amazing. Um, and it, it opens a lot of doors for cosmetics and stuff like that. So, uh, for microtransactions, so the company benefits, we benefit, we get a game that feels immersive, that we enjoy playing, that we get attached to our character. And a lot of the monetization stuff sounded good. If this game can get, um, if this game can add some maps, this game can add some modes and this game can get the, the network stuff figured out. We'll, we'll be playing a little world war three for sure. Um, so yeah, we're rooting for it. Again, I got really excited watching Big Fry's video because the, if they stick to what they say um, in their in their monetization briefing, what they want to do moving forward, um, it sounds really good. Honestly, and what it sounded like from his timing and what they were talking about timing, I thought maybe that the open beta was coming uh, in June. This stress test, I could definitely see, um, I could definitely see delay in it.
um, their proposed date. I think honestly, with they have all of the monetization stuff and the storefronts kind of ready to go, they showed those off. Um, so I feel like once they get one of these stress tests to be successful, then I think we'll see we'll see the game come out. They've had a lot of chances. People disenfranchised with 2042. People at the time weren't very excited about Battlefield 5. When they were initially released, they've had Windows, and I hope they can capitalize on this one, guys. I really, really do. Um, so yeah, we just got to root for them to get the, get the networking stuff figured out, be building some maps in the background while the networking team's working on that. Then we'll have a damn game. So it's close. They're doing a lot of stuff right. And I hope, hope they can get it together, man. Hope, hopefully they can get it together. So anyway, guys, that's pretty much all I had for the prepared stuff right at an hour. So that's pretty good. Um, not bad for, for a solo internet idiot. Um, yeah. So if there's anything you guys want to talk about, I think for, for a few minutes here, we could do some chat Q and a, um, if you guys want to, before we call it. And then again, real quick guys, a couple announcements. If you guys likely weren't here at the beginning, um, Buffner gaming will be on next week. Check out his channel. If you guys want a little primer about what we're going to be talking about, really excited to have him on a, a week from today. Um, and then, uh, I have a new membership tier for 99 cents instead of $5. The economy, man, times are tough. It's a lot cheaper. This channel's shitty, so it makes sense. So 99 cents, $12 a year. You can support the channel if you want to. Definitely not required at all. So that's there. And then, yeah, it shows a podcast. Again, the VOD, if you missed it, the VOD goes up on the Scope YouTube channel. Uh, link in the description. Drop a sub there, but only if you kind of like this more long-form content and stuff like that. Trying to get the, uh, get the, uh, get the VODs, you know, help have YouTube help find a audience that likes the long-form content podcast type stuff a little bit better. Crash bucking the inflation. True. Yeah, this is the Q&A. So any guys, questions or comments that you guys have, I'll just talk to chat for just a little bit here and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Danny says, I feel like our only hope is Modern Warfare 2 at this point. I used to play anymore 2042. Man, I'm not enjoying 2042. I've tried it several times and I mean, I have incentive to play it. Like if, if I make Battlefield content on my channel, it does way better than anything else. And I still just, I can't play it, man. It makes me sad. I... Hopefully I've had a long enough break from Battlefield. Some of the older games will feel good again. Like we said, Battlefield 5 on 1. Yeah, it seems to have settled at 2K players. Yeah, it, and it honestly hasn't recovered from the 4.1 update, right? Like it dropped off for the update and then it was all buggy and stuff. And then it hasn't really recovered. Oh, also one more thing. Um, I will be live tonight. Pretty sure. Uh, in a couple hours over on twitch.tv slash crash eight crash the number eight uh we'll be live over there um probably later tonight either playing i've been playing a little bit of rebirth island uh tarkov and uh rainbow six siege so one of those three more than likely will be playing over there if you guys just want to come hang out have a drink um also played about 10 hours of duos with buffner on saturday ran into cheaters like 90 percent of the games hopefully ricochet gets updated with reloaded yeah i hope so it seems like it seems like every time they do um yo david brown thank you for the membership my friend super super kind of you thank you so much man uh enjoy the new emotes and uh your cigar badge i appreciate that 
you should be careful about more to your expectations not very much like deja vu true metal yeah true dude uh the uh the 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 2042 uh debacle taught us taught us a lot it taught us a lot about how to curb our expectations and wait till we see what we see that makes sense <laughs> thought says i feel sorry for crash building his channel on battlefield oh yeah i catch i catch myself moping around about it like i wish i would have you know picked a different game and stuff but but honestly guys like the people the people that stuck around and stuck with the channel you guys that are here right now are so fucking awesome i, I i'm cool with it man i wouldn't do it any different we're good here dude we got some awesome awesome people the community that the community that i have um unparalleled you guys are fucking awesome I don't think you're more intuitive, but it will definitely be the best FPS of this year. It's going to be interesting thoughts. I'm going to try to, so we talked about this with Big Fry a little bit, like how the novelty of, of multiplayer shooters have wore off, where it was kind of like, um, it was originally just kind of like, dude, I can shoot somebody in a video game that's play like i can play with somebody that's like far away and it's against another person that was so cool like when it first happened that's wearing off so i'm going to be looking to things like i still play a little bit of gunfight in modern warfare 2019 those round based single life game modes where you get that little bit of adrenaline pumping you got the opportunity to clutch it up search and destroy stuff like that i'm going to be focusing i'm going to try to focus on that with modern warfare 2 to be honest with you because those games like Siege and stuff, where I still get that little bit of adrenaline, that single life. So I'm hoping Modern Warfare 2 delivers on that. I'm going to focus on that this go around. Um, I honestly think TDM, Domination, Hardpoint, that stuff for me, that ship has sailed, man. I don't I don't enjoy those respawn game modes. But I'm, I'm hoping the Search and Destroy is good. Uh, Danny says, stay strong, guys. I appreciate you still being here and trying to give us updates and hope. Hey, I appreciate you being here, man. I... It would be way less fun if I was just sitting in my office talking to my camera to nobody. You guys make it a lot of fun. Again, that's what this podcast came from, right? Like, saw the writing on the wall with 2042. Um, didn't I don't like I still don't know. Like, if I I want to make videos, right? Like, I love making videos and and reading your guys' comments and answering the comments and talking about them. It's so fun for me. And it's like, if I wanted to make a 2042 video, what would I talk about? That it, like for the last several months there's nothing to talk about again i've said this podcast gives me at least a reason at least once a week i'm making a video and it's this one so way she goes but appreciate you guys what's the point in buying a blueprint if it's not paid away there is that opportunity anthony and i mean it's like um in world war three it is like uh it's kind of essentially what modern warfare 2019 did if they come out it depends on how the guns operate, right? Like if it's all well balanced and pretty good and stuff like that, it's not going to be a problem. Uh, but if they do like Call of Duty, sometimes I would argue is pay to win every once in a while. They do an update with a new gun and it's incredibly strong and you can buy the blueprint on the battle pass. Um, so yeah, we'll just have to keep an eye on it. But I, I think it's, I think it's best case scenario because you knew they were going to do something like that. They had to do something like that. Seth says, can we talk about how let loose on console? Um, it's an amazing game. I'm glad we have it. T17 is treating console like booty. No server browser, new maps, barely rotation, bugs unfixable for months. Oh, dang. I, Seth, I'm honestly not familiar about Hell Let Loose. I need to maybe find a, a Hell Let Loose creator or something to have on as a guest. 
I think that's a really cool game. I just got so tired of World War II. Not that game's fault at all. And I've heard a lot of good things about that game. So yeah, I, I would need to get some more information on that game. I, I really should. I really should. Logan the Brawler Gaming just posted a video. Seems like he knows a lot that we don't know. I'll have to check it out. I'll have to check it out, Rick. Here's why BR is so popular, along with the luck factor. Right, thoughts. And that's why I like Rebirth, right? Like we talked about it with Big Frat last week. Like I hate like the lull and the boring part that comes along with uh, with Battle Royales, that middle part where you're just looting and running around and stuff. Rebirth takes that out. It's kind of a it's kind of a TDM one life type thing in the beginning. And then if you do well in that and you are doing well enough to reward yourself in the end, boom, you get that same final circle experience, one life mode, you get the adrenaline pumping. Yeah, and you just get there a lot quicker. I like that. I'm with you. Crash making the grand return of Battlefield University. Oh, dude, thoughts. Battlefield University makes me so sad, dude. I had so many plans. Uh, Seth LS vlogs incoming, upcoming. I have recorded a couple IRL videos. I honestly recorded one a couple weeks ago uh, shooting my suppressor. I have, a, as you guys can see in the back, um, I have a couple suppressed guns. Um, and I, I recorded a video talking about the difference between subsonic and supersonic ammo and suppressors and how they're kind of not portrayed that way in video games. I made a video about that outside, but I haven't put it out yet. But I have it, I have it in the can. I don't know if people would like it or not. I've never watched Handler play SD. I'll definitely look that up. SD sounds really fun. Because I've been playing a lot of Siege, and something that's not as crazy as Siege would be pretty fun. Why are you buying a blueprint trying to wrap my head around it? Oh, the blueprints. Anthony asked, uh, let's just say the guns are perfectly balanced. Why would you buy a blueprint trying to wrap my head around it? Um, a lot of times the blueprints, if they're like they are in Call of Duty, and I think they are from what we saw in Big Fry's video, they also have some really cool skins and cosmetics too. Um, so they'll they'll look cool. So like, you know, like Call of Duty, you can buy the Godzilla STG 44. Still shoots the same. You can still build an STG 44 to shoot the same as that one, but this one looks like Godzilla and has blue tracers. So I think the blueprints are going to have cosmetic skins and stuff like that too. <laughs> Crash the ballistician. No. Players need some education on the subject. Yeah, Medov, uh, I've, I've been hesitant to put it out because there's also going to be a segment of the larger firearm community that'd be like, Stop trying to stick video games in with real firearms is not the same thing, but I don't know. I just haven't put it out yet. I'm thinking about it. I need to edit it. It wouldn't take very long. I think another modern game will just make the game look up on but large scale. Yeah, I think so. Thoughts? I do. Post the suppressor bids. I'm too lazy to get my trust notarized, so I still don't own any suppressors. It's a process. It's a process, Seth, though. It, it, it really is. It's a process to get one. That's why that's why I got one that fits on uh several of my guns. So I can just get one and put it on the different put it on the different firearms. But it's pretty interesting um how like uh the suppressor is like quiet um with subsonic and how loud it actually cracks with supersonic ammo and it comes across in the microphone really cool and it's not for every game uh but i feel like games like tarkov where they strive for that realism 
and the audio and stuff like that should really have some kind of balancing mechanic to make the subsonic ammo worth it in the in the game. Um, it's pretty cool. Remember, so people like the operator skins more than blueprints. It's first person. All you see is a gun. <laughs> yeah, true, Justin. True. Except me. The only reason I do in Warzone is I bought this. I'm a sucker for cowboy hats in games. I think it's hilarious to wear a cowboy hat. So if I see an operator skin with a cowboy hat, I'm knowing that I'm running around looking like a goofball. So I bought the skin in uh in Warzone that looks like Joe Exotic with the cowboy hat with like a trench coat and cheetah print and a cowboy hat and I know that I'm running around looking silly and it makes me think I'm funny. Yeah, I think so, Seth. The game it'd be more it'd be more directed at Tarkov where they really strive for that. Uh but I also think it would be a cool balancing mechanism for your suppressor to truly keep you off the map that you have to have like a like a quiet uh, you have to do subsonic ammo for it to truly work, and you get some uh, nerfs to your gun like that. Operator skins is going to change how hard and easy it is to get spotted. That is true too. Yeah, that is true too. Some of the operator skins really make you blend in really well. What do you think the next? When do you think the next Battlefield release is going to be? Rexus twenty twenty four. Um, I'm honestly not sure. I. I want to say that that somewhere some executive and the board of directors somewhere along the line is going to say if Call of Duty really does not have a title in 2023, they're going to try to push Battlefield to do that to, to cover that gap. I think that would be that would be best case scenario. I could see them pushing for a 2023 release, honestly, next year. I don't. That's just that's based on nothing concrete. That's just out of my butt completely just speculation 100 percent speculation but the d-day is bus favorite operator too <laughs> this is a different one i ran the d-day one with the cowboy hat for a long time but there's another one in one of the world war ii operators i can't remember who it is but he just looks silly and has a cowboy hat so i went with it hmm. speculator true Long games. <laughs> Rushing to release the Battlefield in 2032 in the Battlefield. Dude, it might. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you just look at it from their standpoint, if it's like they see this massive gap in the market with with no Call of Duty, man, I, I could see him. I could see him really pushing for that. But ideally, it would be 2024. They need a little bit of time. Um, but it's just. All it takes, all it takes is a few, all it takes is a few high up people, a few big investors, a few people on their board, uh, their investment board to say, Hey, you guys got to do this and they'll have to do it. And that's the problem with these larger companies, man. Developers don't get to call the shots. Dude, it seems like that, David, that they can't help but fumble the games. Yeah. They put. Uh, Rex says they put out 2042 and still not half done. If they do, it will be the same as 2042. Yeah, I think so. I think that's too fast to get a game done. But I don't care. Uh, David Brown says I don't care how many devs you throw at these games. It doesn't make the titles any better. Yeah, the 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 mechanics have to be there to start off with, right? Like if the if the publisher is telling them to put all this stuff in the game because it's hip and trending at the time, doesn't mean it's going to be a good game. 
<laughs> yeah, I think so too. Metal says they could just do a BF3 remaster and make us happy. That's why I think you're going to see a lot of BF3 content come to Portal to get people to come back. I really do. Guys can make a good game again. Uh, I'm not sure. Thoughts? I would sure think so. Um, I'm sure think that the Steam Studios that is with the history that it's had that they could. I think I think they need. I think they need some uh, middle management that can help shield them from EA. And I think they need enough time to get their job done. We'll see how they are. We'll, we're gonna see. We're gonna see if the working from home thing was a valid excuse. They're going back into the office. You can see on Twitter. So, so we're gonna see what they can do back in the office. If uh, if the pandemic and staying from home, working from home was really really an issue, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, first impressions mean a lot, David, and they don't they don't have a very good one. That's one hundred percent sure. I miss BF4 too. I know. And when I go back, when I go back to play Battlefield 4, it's like the the nostalgia and the the atmosphere hits so good. It feels so good. And then that movement is just so dated. Like some things about it are so dated. Um Yeah. Yeah, thoughts current dice is made of mostly new people, right? According to Tom. Yeah, and, and also my video. I helped Tom, I helped Tom crunch those numbers on that video. And um yeah, like I said in my video, there's only one person. Uh, there's only one person that worked on the maps that was there before Battlefield Five. So especially the map team was all really new to the franchise. Battlefield Four looks good even 4K. Yeah, Battlefield Five is stunning. Battlefield One has that immerse uh, has that atmosphere, man. I don't know. I I feel like the visual fidelity in 2042 is a pretty big step back. From, from Battlefield 5, but that's just my opinion. But I think a lot of people wish that, David. He says, I wish 2042 was just an up-res BF4. Yeah, I think so. Sethel says, as a software engineer, I'm never going back into an office. Yeah, and that's not bad. A lot of jobs can be done from home. I'm in the same way. I, I much prefer working from home now. Uh, I agree with you, Rec. I want the movement from Battlefield 5 too. It's the best. Yeah, Seth says, uh, software engineer Seth says, but making games is a little bit different, true. There, there there, needs to be some collaboration there, and I feel like everybody working on the same project that's that complicated could definitely have some issues from working from home, for sure, for sure. But anyway, guys, I think I'm probably going to end it there. Um, really appreciate the conversation. We did chat Q&A for like 20 minutes. Thank you guys so much. Uh, really good viewership tonight. It was a lot of fun, man. I was nervous again. I always get nervous doing them by myself that they're going to be terrible. And I, my brain doesn't work. Uh, my brain doesn't work very well. Uh, David says no photogrammetry, which they use on the others. Hey, hey photogrammetry. That's what I do at work sometimes. Battlefield is given to a different studio. Um, yeah, I wish it would at this point. But we haven't given the new leadership chance. So maybe uh, with Rebecca Kutaz and Vincent Pella and Marcus Leto, they'll turn it around. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Thank you, Clark, for being here, David. Uh, Sad balls and David. Thank you guys for the new 99 cent memberships. Super, super, super kind of you to uh, support this disaster. Um, I really appreciate it. Yeah, guys, thank you for the 33 likes. I really appreciate it. Thank you, thoughts for being here. Thank you, everybody who participated in the Q and A. Um, it was awesome. <laughs> I don't know about that, Seth. Um, but yeah, guys, holy shit! Thank you for being here. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Again, next week, uh, you may as well just give membership away. Well, I mean, 
the channel's terrible. So this is what it is, man. That's what it's called. That's what it's worth. Take care, Crash. Say hi to the doggies. I will. I will do that. Um. There's that. There's that. Yeah. <laughs> Make some sous vide steak. Heck yeah, man. Um. That's what I'm gonna go eat right now. Um. So yeah. Trying to think if there's anything else. Next week. Same time, same channel. Be here. We'll have Buffner Gaming on. Probably going to talk a little bit more about Call of Duty and anything that comes up. He also looks like he plays Insurgency and some other games like that. And uh, yeah, it was super fucking fun. Uh, this VOD will go live up onto the uh, the Scope uh, channel, YouTube channel, probably tomorrow. And then um, we will have the vo- uh, the audio will be up on the podcast tabs for Justin uh, later on. Yeah, next week will be a ton of fun. We'll have a guest. Be great. Can't wait to see you guys there. Thank you so much. I love you guys. We'll see you on the next one.